0: Welcome to This Is His Story podcast, ministries and God's stories you need to know. Small, even mid-sized Christian organizations have a big problem. Many are stuck in the same catch-22. Well, we can't afford help. We're stuck and we can't grow. Therefore, we can't afford help. So that somebody can come in and help us change that. So let's just creep along and hope things change. And it's really sad because it's sort of like, I always liken it to a personal trainer. You know, as soon as I get through the Christmas holidays, as soon as I do this, as soon as I do that, then I'm going to call you and get in shape. And the personal trainers over here, like, listen, for 99% of all clients, I know what to do to help you lose weight. And help you get in shape. But their clients are the ones who don't want in. And they have all the excuses. But personal trainers who work with people over and over and over. They know the formula. They know what it takes. They know how to encourage their client. And they just are waiting on the client to say yes. And to go all in. But on the other side of it. It's busyness. And budget. And all the excuses. But the reality is. When you set your mind to it, just like weight loss, it'll happen. We need it to click. But I'm going to take the view today of the out-of-shape person that is judging and trying to figure out what personal trainer to hire. Because let's be honest, for our analogy here, there's a lot of great Christian vendors who are capable and willing to partner with, with organizations and help them over their hurdles and to achieve their goals. And frankly, many Christian leaders and pastors stiff-arm and justify in their minds why they don't do business with Christian vendors. Listen, I have heard, and truth be told, I've actually made many of the same excuses myself. But today we're going to look at the reasons Christian nonprofits may or may not want to hire or partner with various digital vendors who want to help them with their ministry reach. You know, from software to marketing, to social media, to graphic artists, webmasters, digital fundraisers, we're going to look at the good and bad of Christian vendors and ministry leaders and the marriage of doing ministry together. You know, my dad in the 80s built his own house. After I would go do my soccer games on Saturday morning. Every single Saturday afternoon and most weekday nights after school, we would have to go to our house outside of Tyler, Texas and work on it. Well, what should have taken three months literally took, I think it was four years for us to build a house because dad did almost everything by himself. Of course, big, big projects like the roof where he needed somebody on the other side that was a little bit bigger than me. We had to piecemeal some vendors and some friends. sort of like the old barn building days where we had to just bring people in to say, we need you this weekend. And my dad would coordinate that with three or four of his guys. Or if rain was coming, hey, we had to cover this, that, and the other. So he would have to panic. But my dad thought he was saving money by building that house. And I would say, though I love my dad and he did some amazing things in his life, it was probably the worst decision my dad ever made was trying to save money, building that house by himself. He did everything but save money. Time is money. Stress is worth money. And the interest rates and the way he had to manipulate the loans he actually lost the house in the in the late 80s when the interest rates went sky high and he hadn't locked in and this, that, and the other. We literally lost the house that he worked so hard to build with his own hands. I was a teenager and probably too young and dumb and in the middle of my own life to really help my dad through that journey and pain of, of what he must have gone through. But on this side, I look back and just realize, you know, dad... You just probably could have paid to build a house and live in it and enjoyed the fruits of the house than labor through just trying to do it yourself and save a buck. And man, I take that analogy into Christian nonprofits that I work with. I've been put off before. And then finally, when somebody says, I'm ready, sort of like the the trainer, when somebody says, I'm ready, and then we get the needle moving and get them new names and new donations we do all the things that i know they need to do they look at me and say why didn't we call you earlier and the answer is yeah i know and here are the reasons that i get and here are is the feedback and here are the realities one and this is very true with christian organizations is there's this feeling of like we're doing ministry we're unique god has called us and you guys are vendors you're just looking for a buck you're not really on my team and I would say that mindset of v- what's a vendor because with me I am huge I literally think of my clients I don't even like using the word clients I look at them as ministry partners I actually choose my partners meaning I don't say yes to everybody who asks me because I want to be partners I want to be literal ministry partners. And I don't want it to be a client vendor relationship because that's not what interests me. I want to have passion for who I serve. I want to know their ethical and their fundraising and who they are. And it's a, it's a team. I really mean that. And so that's sort of the issue is when you see your quote ministry partner as a vendor, well, it's going to change things. But if you see like you're both in this thing together and that you are fulfilling, you know, if an organization feels like a quote unquote vendor is filling a role they can't fill and giving them advice and looking out for them, well, things work much better. Now, you just don't get to jump into a deeper end of a relationship just overnight. I get that. But the goal is to find a ministry partner, not a vendor. And that will really help you when it comes to interviewing and choosing who you do business with. One of the issues is deciding the size of a vendor. Sometimes if a vendor is too big, it creates a problem. And that is a large vendor normally has employees and not all level of employees are built the same. And so you sometimes have the salesman or the owner or whoever, but he's not literally the hands-on person. So you get the work from, you know, pardon the word, but, but an underling, you know, the person that sits in the cube that may not really know you, but they're the one to create your graphics. They're the one to create the social media posts or puts together the email or writes what goes on your homepage or email or whatever. And they're just not the same quality of talent as the person at the top. And so the larger the vendor is, the more people you have to rub up against and the different quality of work that comes through. And so it may start out well, and it may start out as they say, Hey, we build custom solutions for you. But the reality is over time, those become more cookie cutter and that creates problems, which sort of leads into part number two. And that is the bigger they are, the more expensive they are. So, they have to have have overhead, they have employees, they have to charge more to delegate the responsibilities of their clients. And the cost is high for cookie cutter solutions. And that can be very, very frustrating. My brother-in-law is in Hollywood and is in that business. And he and I have talked about what makes people famous and You know, why, how is that person famous? They're not really that great of an actor, but there's really great actors who literally aren't, where are they? They're gone. And we joke, you know, they're working at Home Depot in St. Louis now, but they're great actors. They just couldn't survive Hollywood. They didn't catch their breaks. I know so many great people that are really, really good at what they do, but they just couldn't make it as a consultant or a small shop vendor. But the big boys, they can because they're big enough, they charge enough, they can have employees come in and out, and so they're around. And so it's sort of nice to have a big vendor, but the complications of that are expense and cookie cutter solutions because they have to churn out the work. So another thing is that creates cookie cutter solutions of social media templates, email templates, solutions that apply to all their clients when they learn something new They apply it to everyone, and then you just become more of the same of what everybody else is doing. They just You can't afford to have the top people in the org chart really lean into all your projects. And then, you know, it's the other thing with that, too, is sometimes too distant. I know Zoom is nice, but I use the word distance. It's just like it's really nice to come to the meetings, be near, have your ear to the ground of what's going on, with an organization, it makes it really, really, really tough. You know, quite frankly, the whole reason I built masterclasses is because I know how busy organizations are and how hard it is to call meetings and get people in a room. So I just thought, I'm going to record something that literally can be watched, can be paused, can be replayed. Can you pause and go grab somebody and say, hey, come watch this and listen to this. It's me helping people through all the different issues that organizations need to collect new names and to increase their donations online using our online channels. And so I literally talk about emails and social media and websites, home pages, landing pages, donation pages, all the things and just recorded it all, all for this reason, because since I can't be there, I mean, you can't, I'm, I'm not getting hired full-time by all my clients or future clients. But if they are working on a project like, oh, let's go watch the part about year-end. We're coming into year-end right now. That's why I do that, just because I think it's so important. Timing is everything. And to let people listen to something when they have the time is is critical, quite frankly. You know, I used to um, work with Conveo, which is now Blackbod, and I was on a panel. Um, it was actually really interesting. I'm going to take a little side trip down memory lane here but the lord i believe honestly the lord put me in that position because at the table were a lot of non-christian nonprofits i mean the big boys so i was in a room and literally the person in head of digital fundraising for greenpeace is to my left the american red cross to my right easter seals every giant planned parenthood was in the room with me. All the top nonprofits that used Conveo slash Blackbod. And then they wanted to bring in somebody from Christianity, some a faith-based nonprofit, and they picked me. So I'm in the room with all the big boys and I'm helping them shape the future of their technology based on the needs of all of you, anybody listening, they, I was speaking for you. You just didn't know it of how they were building out their their the future timeline of their product and its features and what features didn't get used and wouldn't which ones didn't work. And it was just boy, it was such a fun time. I literally had a person just come to me and just they were blown away that I was a Christian because in their mind, a Christian looked and behaved so much differently and they thought I was kind and, non-judgmental. Matter of fact, I was sitting there talking to the head of Planned Parenthood at a dinner party for at least an hour. And, you know, it was finally, you know, three-quarters of the way through the conversation. She asked what I'd do, and I got to sort of give a, a testimony and, you know, reveal the details because she just wasn't 100% sure. And um it was just nice to hear her view of Christians get shattered by just actually getting to rub up against somebody. So, that was that was a... A beautiful couple of years of, of interaction, interacting with that group. But I don't even know why in the world I, I'm comparing these two things other than I really, really, really enjoyed representing and knowing how Christian organizations think and what they need online. And that's a joy of mine. And I just sometimes I get so frustrated of people who just aren't willing to invest in what it takes. It's not... Matter of fact, it's not that I or anybody else is that brilliant. I mean, sure, we have a lot of a lot of experience. It's just that churches and nonprofits, they don't have time. You're not supposed to be good at everything. You're not. And because you can't carry all your hats, you need help. And there's those of us as personal trainers who have been there and done that. I can look at someone's website oh, you don't even understand this. I can look at somebody's website and within seconds, I can tell you the problem. Oh, that needs to be moved. That's the wrong color. That sentence really needs to be changed. This landing page is not converting. I bet you they don't even know what percentage it's converting at. Like I just start rolling down all the things and if if someone just does what it's suggested, they see results. They always do. Matter of fact, I, I I am in front of my computer right now, and I'm actually going to read. I'm going to read something to you real quick. I got an email just yesterday from someone taking my master classes, and I just this makes me feel good. I'm going to read. I know they won't mind. Here's what he says. He says, "I love your master class so much. I was planning on finishing it by the end of the year, but then I started working on some of the exercise you give in Lexus in lessons three and four. One of them really got me thinking about offering more than just one case for support, and even more than just one landing page. I got so excited and caught up into it that I ended up creating a brand new landing page and six different cases of support for our ministry. This was the middle of December, so I knew I had to launch at ASAP to benefit from year-end donations. Well, I ended up putting over 20 hours of work into it, but I'm so pleased to say that I've, I finished it, and I launched it in time, and the efforts paid off. We had a wonderful end-of-year response from our donors. My only regret is not having enough time to do this for all our ministry websites. We did it for our personal missionary support, and we were so blessed. Very soon, we're going to start implementing some of the changes you, You teach into all of our websites. Well, first, I'll need to finish the lessons, but there must be so much more gold information in the entire class. Even this, the first half is such a great blessing. I can't wait to go through all the material this month. Thank you so much for blessing us with this master class. A testimony preaches, doesn't it? He just did what I knew he needed to do. And when he did it, he saw results right so once again whether you hire me or not it's irrelevant right i'm probably not even a fit for 80% of you listen i have no idea but i just know that there are people out there i know them i know a lot of great guys in this industry whose goal is to help help christian nonprofits um do a better job with their technology and with their needs and their marketing or whatever get help when you need it yeah it costs money it does a hundred percent personal trainers aren't free, but when you get the results on the other side, you'll look back and say, what did I, what was I waiting on? This pastor right here that I just, you know, he's a pastor and executive director of, of a nonprofit. He's both, but he had every excuse in the world for two or three years. Don't have time. Don't have money. I can't do this. And now that he did it, he's seeing their fruits. And he's just like, well, you know, what's thank goodness. I did it. Thank goodness. I put in the time It worked." You know, if you've got a hard heart towards vendors, don't see them as ministry partners. If you don't have the money, instead of raising money for something else, put it on pause. Raise money to start hiring a vendor. It'll pay it yourself back. It will if you pick the right one. But yeah, it will. There are good people out there. You can do this. So I hope this helped. Hope this opened your mind a little bit about the tensions between small, mid-sized nonprofits and small and large vendors. But Just wanted to put it out there that there are people that even God's providence can bring you together to do great things and to allow you to actually focus on your ministry because the marketing and the fundraising is taking care of itself and is sort of on auto drive, even though it never gets that simple. But you know what I mean? Blessings. Thank you for listening. Be sure to follow on TikTok or Instagram for daily stories Christians need to know. Wanting to increase the reach of your ministry or your church's ability to make disciples, come to my website for free resources and webinars built exclusively for Christian nonprofits and churches. CreativeDigitalGuide.com helps executive directors and pastors learn how to gain ministry partners to do God-sized missions.